Good day to you and welcome in. I'm back uh, for a brief period of time, but nevertheless, good to be back. Bill Michaels show on the air and oh, how, how so much has changed from the time I left to the time we come back today. So much has changed. My goodness. Uh, welcome into the program. And uh, I'm back. Rogers is not. Uh, the Bucks. woof. That was a woof of a game the other night down in Miami. The Brewers in somewhat of a funk right now, losing three straight. But uh, the big story that ever, it really has kind of encaptured the, the the sports country, if you will. We got the NFL draft coming up tomorrow night. By the way, our broadcast will begin at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Central Time. But the, uh, the, the story of Aaron Rodgers has – in captured so many minds in so many different ways. But I'm going to give you a quick thought here coming up momentarily uh, as to when all that went down, kind of, you know, thought-wise where I was at, and we'll, uh, we'll discuss. If you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Facebook, if you follow me over on uh, Instagram, uh, thanks to all the comments. Uh, all the, We posted pretty much everything and anything, video-wise and picture-wise and such, uh, other vacation, the four or five days down in Florida running all around, and uh, I uh, am going to come home now and dry out for a couple of days, (laughs) to say the very least, and uh, we had a great time. It it was absolutely spectacular. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, doing a fine job. Ben, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, just a fine job. That's how I would describe it. Doing a fine job. (laughs) Uh, You know what? It's funny. I mean, you know, there are people that don't like me, you know, so when you guys came on, they loved you guys. They, they, you know, that, that they loved you guys. They loved the, the different uh, perspectives, so to speak. So there's nothing wrong with that. I was listening, by Uh-oh. the way, to uh, – it's funny, I because um, one of our sponsors, Cunis, uh, but I had to go to Barnevelt last week um, during uh, – what day was that? Um, God, what day was it that I was back? I can't um, – I, after I did the show on Wednesday, coming back – it's been such a blur. I've been in so many cities, and I got another one to go this weekend. Uh, coming back, Wednesday I did the show. Thursday I was in, in route. I was driving. Um, so I turned the show on just in time to hear the breaking news of the uh, of the blue checkmark scandal <laughs> that's oh. going on. I was listening to you and Grant when you did the Bill Michaels breaking news, and I thought it was a great tease because I'm like, something about me. I'm like, am I out of a job? You know, I (laughs) I thought, okay, you know, well, crap, I might as well just grab this truck and see if I can't, uh, you know, start scouting new places to go do the show from. Uh, And and then it was the whole blue checkmark scandal regarding regarding, uh, Twitter and losing the blue checkmark. Here's my question, and I haven't even checked. Is my check my check mark is gone? Correct. Yes, that was the news yeah, that we okay, broke. That was the news. We okay. put our journalism hats on, and I'm sorry here's, for your loss, Bill. No, no. Here's the weird thing. I got an email. I think it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. I was traveling, and I got an email saying that your check mark will be restored. I, I can't remember what the, I'd have to go back and look at it. your check mark as. Which, which I found really fun because I, I wanted to send you the email because I thought you'll just throw up laughing. As It said something like, as an influencer, your check mark will be restored within, I don't know how many hours or days or whatever the hell it was. But I'm just scrolling through and that popped up. So I'm, I'm, but as of today, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, you know, 
I don't think I really care, to be honest with you, but uh, I was kind of checking to see if it was there, and I don't think it's there. So anyway, but I thought that was uh, – that's when I tuned in was you and Grant doing the breaking news. I thought I was out of a job. I really did. I thought you guys did such a fine job. I was done. That was all she wrote for me. So how did things go while I was gone, by the way? Other than the fact that obviously the big news drops. Yeah, they went well. The The sports gods have a funny way of, of making sure the fill-in days are quite interesting. <laughs> so yesterday was good. I It was tough to, to juggle the somewhat funeral that we gave for the box, even though they're not dead yet after the collapse uh, on whatever night that was, Monday night. They but we juggled that with, with a Brian Gutekind's depreciation day, which was hard. Yeah. Well, it, well, now here's we can take more of this today, but what is the reaction of what Brian Gutekind's got in return for Aaron Rodgers? I thought it was it was somewhat shocking to me after our expectations and many people's expectations being a number one. You got to get a number one, and then it goes down to well, maybe you're going to get two twos and call it a day, or maybe you're going to get a two, and people getting upset and mad. And then to find out that, and I said, didn't I call it that day? I said, I want to flip-flop the 13 and 15 picks because not only of the value, but you don't want the Jets controlling a pick above you via trade to then trade back or, or what have you with, say, a competitor or to trade away a space that you may covet a particular player that's starting to fall on the board. You'd like to have that pick. There's a value to that. So to flip-flop 13 and 15, get their second-round draft choice, and then without the condition of whether he plays or not, just whether he plays 65% of the snaps, then to get a second turning into a first next year, wow. First of all, the Jets must know, and and I was watching the, uh, the SNY network this morning, the Jets feel that he's in it for two years, that he is committed to them for the next two years. This is not a one-year thing. So that, to me, I thought was rather interesting because you, the, the Packers and their fans have been going through the wishy-washy, I don't know, do I want to play, do I not want to play, I'm contemplating it, I'm 90% into the darkness, that I was going to retire. Where did all of a sudden it go from, from I, I'm, I'm – going to retire to I'm coming back for two years that 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 was that's interesting to me um so anyway long story short but to parlay that in from a second into a first for what the results are this year I thought was magnificent has anybody said this is a bad deal Ben we got one call yesterday uh, unhappy at trading Rogers and that was Daniel and Toma who has made his well well, he's made his feelings clear on Rogers which I get it but that was the yeah. only person I saw unhappy with the return. I kind of entered yesterday controlling for the fact he's gone because we've known he's going to go for the last month. We've prepared for this. And the fact that the return was what it was was somewhat remarkable. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. I was a little bit surprised when I, I read what the Packers were getting and I thought, damn. Gutekinds held out, and it paid off. And didn't we say that they needed to get this done before the draft because the Jets want him in-house? And for those that have not seen it, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, there I, I posted, reposted the video of Aaron Rodgers walking into the facility today uh, in New York. 
He has a press conference coming up today, 1 o'clock Central Time. Uh, we'll cover as much of that as we can. Uh, I, now, we can't, we're not going to carry it completely live, but I'll say this. This is what I'm hoping for after hearing all of the bashing of the Wisconsin media. And I even did a little bit yesterday. I did Tom Brenneman's show um, when, when I was uh, packing up, getting ready to fly home. And even Tom said, well, the Green Bay media, the Milwaukee, even the Milwaukee media, as if there's a, distinct, uh, a distinction between the two, and there's really not, versus the New York media. Uh, I am waiting to see the big, bad, malicious, ferocious New York media try to get something out of Aaron Rodgers. Because I, 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 this is going to be a great big love fest today. There is not going to be anything that's going to be overly difficult, question-wise. I can't imagine. But we've heard so much about the big, bad New York media and what, what they're going to do and how they're going to ask Aaron Rodgers things and how they're relentless. Now it's put your money where your mouth is. So we'll, we'll see if they actually come through and do anything uh, to that accord. But I, I just I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. So when all of this went down, Ben, we, we now was this were you guys on the air when the the story broke that the deal was done? No, it was three thirty p.m. on 3:30, Monday. Okay, right before, like ten minutes before Brian Gudikin stepped to the podium. The and I, you know, what was funny was Gudikin said, "Well, it's not, you know, it, it's not finalized yet," and people went crazy saying it's not a done deal. Schefter's a liar. It's like what you don't understand is once the deal is agreed upon and the paperwork is signed. You have to have the NFL and the NFLPA both ratify it, and then the deal is officially done. The trade has gone down. and But when it's reported like that, that the deal is done. And I don't know why people are so quick to be skeptical and just sarcastic jags on social media, but I watched it. And even even when I reposted it, people came after me. But I watched it. I'm like, why? why, why? Everything else in the world gets reported and nobody questions it. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and any reporting on Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter or anybody else, people went crazy, man. People went crazy on that. Uh, anyway, the um, the when when the story broke, um, I was where the hell was I? <laughs> it's all a blur. Um, oh, we were in uh, we were in Marco Island. We were down in Marco Island. And I'm sitting at a bar called CJ's, and we're we're looking over uh, a beautiful harbor with a you know a lot of boats that I could never afford. And my first thought was, oh my God, finally this thing's done. Oh, it's over. But I I have to admit there was this part of me that was that was a little sad, and, and for two reasons. One, it, you watch Rodgers get drafted, you watch him grow up in the system, you remember that that guy that looks like he's 14 years old. Now he's this grizzled veteran. Um, you remember all of the great moments, the spectacular throws, the fun that you've had over the years with him, you know, before he became this, you know, mega superstar and getting a little bit, you know, off center. Um, but you remember all of that. And then you think to yourself, and if I, if I'm the only Packers fan that thought this, stop me, but um, I thought this is the end. 30-plus years, Rodgers for 17, 18 years, Favre 30, it's like 34, 35 years of this Hall of Fame level of play. 
is done. This franchise that has been this elite franchise in every year, when you start talking at the beginning of the season or this time of year when you look at the NFL draft, you you have the draft, and then there's always the rating system and the grading system about who did great, who didn't do great. You know, did you did you get needs? Did you get great players? You know, what is the, the ranking system for whoever's going to do it, from our lads to Mel Kuyper to Todd McShay to the NFL Network, whatever. Um, you thought to yourself, all of this has now come to an end. And I know that is a very ominous thought, but I, I and I have made my feelings very well known. Look, I, I have nothing personal against Jordan Love. I just don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I just don't. I hope he's listening. I hope he takes it as a chip on his shoulder. I hope he learns something from Aaron Rodgers, and he comes out firing on all cylinders and proves me 100% wrong. I just, I'm just giving you my honest opinion. Just watching his, his ability, watching what he does, how he does it, uh, yeah, he had nine terrific throws in a game against Philadelphia. Beyond that, I have never seen anything in his career that would tell me that he is way above average or even a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. So my first thought was, was oh, it's, you know, it's a shame that Rodgers is gone. My second thought is we just watched the end of an era in Green Bay Packer football because it has never happened in the history of, of the NFL to get back to back to back. quarterbacks that are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So I, I, I hope that Jordan Love is way above average. I think maybe he's average. Uh, I have not seen anything that's going to make me believe. Otherwise, I think there is this level, this modicum of hope out of what, are we, what we saw maturity-wise this past season. But I have never been in that corner. Just haven't been. So, and if that's the case, then I'm not saying here come the 70s and 80s, but um, now it really, really, really becomes incumbent upon Brian Goodikinst and Matt LaFleur to do their jobs way above average. Because if you're Matt LaFleur, you have got to scheme and call plays to get him into a rhythm and to get the offense mobile. And as far as Brian Goodikinst goes, you have got to put a defense and the weaponry around him that is going to make this team so far above average overall that a mediocre quarterback can just manage the game and give you the opportunity. Because I think that, you know, with a, with a few additions, I think this could be a playoff roster. But it's all going to, it's all going to hinge on the quarterback. So I, that's just my take. But that, sitting there watching all of this unfold and, and reading all of it, I, I, that was my contemplation. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, no, the Packers and the Jets are not going to the Super Bowl next year, flat smack. It's just not going to happen. 877-867-1670. I'm going to open up the phone lines. And it's good to have all of you back over on the live stream as well. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining and thanks for being such a large part of the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com, Cunis Automotive. Uh, we did get our truck from them. And they're going to help us out all season long with a lot of different events for Fisher House, Wisconsin, and motorcycle rides and tent events and, and such. Can't say thanks enough to our friends from Cunis. Cunis Automotive. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shop Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Go to shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. We'll be back.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show on the air. On this Wednesday, can't believe it's Wednesday, but I have missed a couple of days. I'll, I'll admit that. 877-867-1670. want to hit us up? Feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, glad to have you on board today. And uh, got to say thanks to a couple of people sponsor-wise, and we'll get to that coming up here shortly as well. But right now, uh, our guy Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, also uh, covers the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. It is life after Rogers now getting underway. Bill, how you doing? I'm great. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, I, I was saying that uh, I sat there on Monday after everything went down and I, I thought about, okay, finally it's over and you move forward. And then you take that minute of contemplation where you hearken back to what was. And you've had 30 plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. You've had uh, every year you're a perennial contender. And now you kind of look into the unknown. So give me your thoughts because I think this team has the ability to be a playoff team. I think the biggest question mark, obviously, coming into the season is Jordan Love. That's probably master of the obvious. But give me your thoughts on the personnel that this team has and now life after Rodgers. Yeah, first of all, the first story that I wrote after the trade, I used the words Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers because I've used that phrase in 10,000 stories in 15 years. And I'm, I'm making up the number. I have no idea. But you know what I'm saying? And I had to go back. Yeah. Oh, he's former Packers quarterback. I had to go back and add the word. I mean, it just like flows, right. <laughs> flows right off the fingers. Yep. So that was odd. Um, Bill is the team with a lot of holes, right? I. It's amazing that we're sitting here right now. You know, we we, we sat here 12 months ago saying, "Is this team a Super Bowl team?" And, where's, and what's it going to take? What are they going to need to add to get to the Super Bowl? And now you look at the roster, you're thinking, "Man, these guys have a lot of problems." Like they have. The offensive tackle is, you know, you're probably okay for now, but you could use a forward-thinking pick. Running back, you need a forward-thinking pick. There's no backup quarterback. Um, there's three receivers on the roster who've caught a pass. There are two tight ends on the roster who've caught a pass. There are three defensive linemen who've played in the game. We know what happened outside linebacker without Rashawn Gary. Um, there seems to be a hole in the slot, um, and there's an obvious hole at safety, and they probably need a kicker. I mean, we just hit every position, basically, right? I mean, right, they, they, right. they don't need a guard. <laughs> but they, 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 their team is so flawed, and that's where getting that second-round pick instantly for this draft really helps you out, obviously, because that's, that, to me, that's the sweet spot in this draft. As much as number 13 is great, getting number 42, I think, is a really big deal, but you should, you should be able to get an instant impact player at that spot. Right. I first of all, I agree. I think my priorities would be you got to have a tight end right now. You don't have anybody. You need additional wide receiver help, two yeah. or three, uh, two at yeah. least, probably three coming out of the draft or maybe a, mm-hmm. a street free agent. And then you got to find a veteran. You, you got to at least bring in one guy that knows what the hell is going on. Uh, I agree with you uh, on the outside edge rusher until you find out when Rashawn Gary is going to be back and what he's going to bring to the table. Obviously, you'd like some more beef up front to help Kenny Clark, and that was something Brian Gutekinds talked about in the postseason presser, that they didn't have enough pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, you need safety depth and or corner depth. 
Uh, so I, I would agree. The, the, the line position is not a desperation need. The running back is not a desperation right. need. Like you said, they're more forward-thinking picks. Because the, going into the season, would you assume that Yash Nyman is going to be your starting right tackle? Yeah, he'll be good at it, too. Look, look I, I realize he got benched at the end of the last year. ABC had a shoulder injury. But go back with Bakhtiari out. Yash Nyman was their left tackle for all of May, all of June, you know, training camp started in July, you know, all of training camp in the start of the season, too. I mean, he didn't play right tackle because they couldn't give him snaps at right tackle because they had no idea about Bakhtiari. So right. I think if you give Nyman all these thousands of reps, that, and it's going to be thousands over the next four months, he's going to be fine. I don't think he's any problem at all, but he's going to be a free agent next year. And obviously, Bakhtiari's cat number is $8 zillion in 2024. You know, they're going to have to replace one, if not both. I would, I would think they'd try to keep Nyman, but... Um, yeah, I, I would think those they'll, they'll be fine with, as those guys as starters. But I think you're probably smart, if you can, to groom that next guy now. And if you can play guard or something for you this year, that'd be great. But to get the replacement in here now, I think, would be helpful. Is an X factor on that offensive line Sean Ryan? Because obviously he had zero contribution last year. Is he, and, and they thought highly of him, is he a, kind of an X factor in all of this? <laughs> they better hope so, right? Man, their third-round picks are oh, – it's, it's mind-boggling how right? bad they've been. I mean, yep. this is a third-round guy. I, I think he played one kneel-down snap. Or maybe it was one special team snap. It was, it was one snap. That's it. The entire year he played one snap. And then he gets suspended for performance-enhancing stuff. So, um, X-Factor, I, I, not at all. You, you, you better hope so, right? You better mm-hmm. hope he's at least, you know, that sixth or seventh man kind of guy. Because last year he was the 38th man. The uh, what they got for Aaron Rodgers? Give me when you uh, read the details when it all came out because we went from getting a first round pick to Goody kind of backing off of that, and, and I had said at the time I hope they at least get a flip flop and move up to thirteen plus a second round pick. But getting flip flopping, getting the second, and then next year being a conditional second or first round pick, I thought that was uh, that was a wow moment. I didn't see that coming. Give me your thought on the haul that uh, Goody got for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, everything you just said, Bill, I think you pretty well nailed it. Um, to get that second-round pick next year, which becomes a first with 65% of the snaps, that's a, you know, if he's healthy, I mean, he'll that's like 11 weeks of the season. And it's all it is, is 11 weeks. So um, the, you kind of figure and get a first-rounder there. So that's that's big time. I went to one of those trade value charts, the Rich Hill one, which is supposed to be the one that most teams use or at least base theirs on. If you put all those things in there, and he had put in number 19 for the Jets pick next year, which is, you know, that would put them as the worst wildcard team, and they lose right away. So that's fairly modest. If you add up all the point totals and then subtract what they gave away, that is the equivalent, I want to say, of the sixth pick in the draft they got for Aaron Rodgers. That's a pretty good haul for a guy mm-hmm. who's 39 and maybe a one-year rental. That's pretty, that's pretty good stuff. Um, give me your thoughts on this draft. When we know that – you know, they obviously have holes to fill. But is there anybody that you're looking at going, you know what, this guy would really, he'd be the guy. This would be a guy that you'd be excited about. Like you said, really in the first two rounds, they should have accessible players when it comes to impact guys. So give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, boy, if they, if they could get, I, I know these guys don't take receivers. I, I, I get the history. But, but, man, if they get Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, I, I, I just think – They've got to get Jordan Love. They've, they've got to set. They've got to set him up for success. Because I mean, look, these guys—they're not going to win anything this year. I don't care about that. They need 
year to be the launching point for 2024. And that means you take your salary cap medicine, you grow your quarterback with Christian Watson, you grow him with Dobbs, you grow him with your receiver, you grow, whoever you get at tight end, and you give Jordan Love every chance to succeed, and you see progress as the chemistry grows between everybody. You know, from September to October, they're better. They're, they're better in November. They're better in December. I think that's a winning season for these guys. And I, I think, again, I know they don't draft receivers, but Smith and Jigba is the one guy that would really excite me because he is he's a slot receiver, but he's not one of those little teensy-tiny guys. I mean, he's six foot and change, about 200 pounds, and he's super athletic. He's got some size to him. Obviously, he played at a hell of a program. That's put, that's put out really good receivers. That would be a great pick. You don't see them trading that pick at all and, and tra- going back to get more, do you? Sure. If um, let's say they like either, even let's say they love Dalton, yeah, Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. Let's say like they love both of them. You know, why not trade back to nineteen or twenty or whatever? And you're probably going to get one of them. Heck, they might both be on the board at that spot. Trade back, get something else, and get a. I mean, everybody knows that you need a tight end, and those guys would. Either of those guys would be a huge asset. So I could see that for sure. Because if you drive, draft back or trade back a half dozen spots, you probably pick up another third-round pick to, to help with these all these needs you got. The uh, Depending on who you listen to you know, or who you read, uh, some will say the Packers are in a rebuild. Others will say they're not in a rebuild, but uh, the X, X factor is the quarterback. I believe this is a team, like I said at the beginning of this, I, I said this is a team that could possibly go to the postseason. I think it's just – whether or not love is the guy. And then, you know, like you said, there's a lot of holes. What do you see for this team coming into this season? Yeah, it's hard to see them making the playoffs. Um, certainly, if everybody stays healthy and you and you hit it out of the park with a few of these picks, then yeah, sure, I can see that. But I might just go back to Rodgers in 08 where they were competitive, but they lost all those games, right? They were, were they one and seven down the stretch? And six of those losses were by like four points or less. I mean, they, if Rodgers couldn't do it in no way, it's hard to see Jordan Love doing it with this group. But I mean, who knows? They're not. They're not terrible. I don't think it's a rebuild. To me, and I've used this phrase a couple times. It's the reset season. Just take your salary cap medicine and move on. Build, and then when 2024 comes, you shed Rodgers' number. Presumably, you're going to get rid of Bakhtiari. So you're going to be in good shape, good shape cap wise. Mm-hmm. You're going to have five, six months of reps with Love and whoever's catching those passes, so that you can build on this year. And in 2024, you feel like you got a real good shot. I think that's a that's a winning season. Yeah, I uh, boy, when you start to talk, what what is how much money do they have to work with right now? Uh, if say you know after June 1st, we always know there's some cap casualties after June 1st. With the money they have to work with right now. What can they possibly do? This cheap veterans. I mean, it's why they haven't paid, done anything now, right? It's just they, they don't have the money to do it. And, you know, Gutekunst would never say it, but I kind of feel like maybe he's in the same thinking that I have. It's just, you know, let's just get through this year. You know, according to over the cap, there are about $12 million under the cap right now. you got to mm-hmm. sign your rookie class, too, so that knocks it down probably to 10 or so. Just get through this year. You know, use use that leftover money to – extend some players. Obviously, Rashawn Gary is going to have to get done right. And so just get through the year, extend who you can to use the money. I, Frank, I wouldn't spend money on anybody. You know, maybe a veteran receiver would be helpful. I will, I will, I'll give you that one. But, shoot, I, I 
I'd go young at kicker. I'd go young everywhere and use 2024, and you're going to be in really good shape cap-wise and go from there. It's amazing. Sorry, it's not very fun, but that's how I would do it. Right. It's amazing the amount of when you start to look at the dead money. They have what fifty-seven million in dead money, and I think close to forty of that is Rogers, right? Yeah, something like that. It's the, it's all that kicking the can on the road that they've done, right? It's and which is, I mean, I don't care if you want to call what the Packers did all in or not all in, but they push the envelope financially by restructuring contract after contract, year after year after year. Right now, one of their highest cap charges on the, the entire team right now is Adrian Amos mm-hmm. at $7.95 million. He's not on the roster. But that's, right. that is all the prorated money that they put into those um, into those void years, right? Yeah. That's, that's what he is. I'm looking right now. He is the third, fourth. He's the sixth most expensive player cap-wise on the roster. He's not here. And obviously, Rodgers is number right. one. So um, <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Just get through this year, right? Yeah, because they owe, they owe, yeah, they owe like a million bucks to money too. But it it still cuts forty million into twenty. So, um, yeah, just get through this year, I say. The because you've got Crosby making a million, Randall Cobb, I think, at a million, Jerron Reed at a million, Lowry at a few million, and then Adrian Amos at like almost eight million bucks. Uh, All those guys no longer here, and and you're right. But fifty-seven million dollars right now. Uh, of dead cap money for this team, which is astounding uh, as to where they are. And Bakhtiari, yeah, I mean, uh, then I yeah. – go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there would be years they'd be less than five total, right? It's Right. But, again, they, they pushed the envelope to win. It didn't work out. It, it's, it, you know, it, and it's unfortunate for them that it didn't work out, but you, you, can't, you can't fold them for not trying. Right. Yeah, no, I, like, you know, no doubt. I, I completely agree because you got – Bakhtiari's your highest paid player, I think. Uh, who's the second, Kenny Clark or, or Rashawn Gary? One of the two. Um, yeah, Clark. Yeah, looking at it right now, Kenny Clark at twelve point nine million, and that's again that's been cut down over the years too with restructures. And right now, Gary at ten point eight nine, um, and that's that fifth year option guarantee, which I'm, I'm sure at mm-hmm. some point he'll get off that with a with an extension. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Good stuff, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. And then we'll talk after all this is uh, culminated, and we'll see how good the Packers actually are then, and we'll kind of rate the draft. Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Take care. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Bill Huber. Check him out. Bill Huber. H U B E R. Bill Huber NFL over there on Twitter. Bill Huber NFL over on Twitter, and uh, good stuff from him. Yeah, fifty-seven million dollars of dead cap money the Packers have right now. And Rodgers obviously being 40 of it, but $57 million. I, I know there were some of you that were kind of hoping that, you know, <laughs> this whole deal wouldn't have gone down until um, after June 1st. You could split that up. So instead of the Packers having 12 or 13 or whatever it is, million, they'll probably do a few things with contracts here even before the season gets underway because um, you've got about $8 million bucks you're going to need for your project, uh, for your projected draftees, who you bring in in the draft, um, so to get that done, so you're probably going to renegotiate something. You may bring in a veteran wideout, but you're not going to have much money to do much of anything. To do much of anything this year, like he said, it's kind of a reset. Kind of a reset. 
877-867-1670. Hit us up. Want to talk about it. Hey, our friends, good to have our friends at Steel Tank on board. Steel Tank Brewing, Roebrook Lane, right there in Oconomowoc, behind the Exonia Bank. Uh, follow them on Facebook. And the reason why is because every, they always have a special, and everything they post, everything that they, they show their chef making, uh, is just looks delectable and mouth-watering. And, and now they've got the new, mu- the new music venue opening up soon, coming up maybe June or July. They hope to get that thing open. The backyard uh, patio is at the big patio. Patio is beautiful. That's now open. Uh, so many good things over there from our friends at Steel Tank Brewing, local brewing company right here uh, based in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. Check out our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.